This episode of the PC Perspective Podcast is brought to you by Audible. For a free audiobook with a 30-day free trial, go to audible.com slash pcper. Put your ice cream away, fool. Three, two... His. Three, two... <laughs> swear to God. <laughs> My favorite part of the me, week. Me, me, me. <laughs> Three, two. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the PC Perspective Podcast. This is episode 433 being recorded on January 18, 2017. I'm Ryan Schrapp. I'm Josh Walrath. <laughs> I'm Sebastian Peak. And I'm Alan Malvantano without the rundown. Again? The, Why is it? Sean again. You got the blank in the second line. Yeah, Apparently you so... mapped your numbers differently or something this time. Um, I feel very official. I've got like papers like I'm getting ready to do a newscast, right? Like, they have laptops now. What? They have laptops now. He's got two of them. You were ahead of the curve. Now, <laughs> and on, he has paper. <laughs> on ESPN, sometimes they still have rundown sheets, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I just, can't rely on been... computers. You know, it's live TV. That's, that, there's truth to that. I mean, even John Stewart always had the blue page. The blue pages. I always got the impression that all those were blank. Anyway, yeah, they were. You just scribbled on them. Yeah, like I, uh, I'm like, talking like local news, bad quality production yeah, level. They I'm have laptops in front of them that. now. Yeah, that's true. Because yeah, yeah. they want to look important. They're like and surfaces the and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> They're in the chat. I don't know. In the chat, wants to know if we're going to have a fake newscast like CNN. Awesome. And probably. Hey, how do you, how could do you, you get those really big touchscreen TVs that Shepard Smith has on Fox? I wish. We're going to do the election coverage? There was a point where we were working on like a Wii controller infrared drawing board Draw thing. On the backwards on the glass thing? No, no. Like all virtual oh. as opposed to that would be No, you know, your Navy experience has no say here, Alan. You cannot draw backwards. I was going to learn to write backwards behind me. Listen, nobody on the sub had to draw backwards for any reason. Not even the navigation, anything. No. Well, they, was it's all drawing movie. on a bottom plane? Yeah it's, yeah, it's a piece of plexiglass all over the chart. You just draw the normal yeah. way. Yeah. I don't believe it. Simple as that. Whatever. Sounds fake. You never me. served on a battleship. You don't know. I know. We didn't have the fancy schmancy control center. We're talking about Missouri and Iowa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, welcome to the show, everybody. It is Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. It's actually a little bit after that, uh, as is usually the case. Um, but that is when we normally are supposed to start recording the podcast uh, at pcper.com slash live. Uh, and so if you're listening to this after the fact in the YouTube video or the, the downloadable video or the downloadable audio, uh, why don't you come check in on us on a Wednesday evening, uh, see what kind of beer Josh is drinking. Jeremy's not here because it's his birthday or some garbage. I don't. And he's really drinking beer. He's, he's drinking really a, drinking. He's beer. drinking he's a not lot drinking more. beer. He's drinking like he's mad at That's it. That's true. That's true. He's just mixing beers together and just chugging them. But anyway, you should come to the live page. You should join us for uh, for the live stream. It's fun. Hang out in the chat room and talk with these people, and you guys can ask us questions and. Um, you know, sometimes we answer and sometimes we don't. But, you know, that's just the way life goes sometimes. Uh, if you need a gentle reminder for when we are going to do our live stream, if you go to PC, Gentle very reminder. Gentle. <laughs> It'll be like a soft gentle. touch on the back of your neck. Thank you. He said neck. Uh, if you go to PCPro.com slash subscribe. That's not what he was thinking. You get this page here. 
Then I'll ask for is a name and an email, and we'll send you a little notification, you know, an hour or two hours before we do the stream, sometimes five minutes. depends on whoever is actually sent out the email. Uh, but this one went out, you know, about an hour and a half ahead of time. So um, now everybody is aware of uh, what we're doing. And that's kind of the point of a notification list, yeah. I guess. And also, as well, we have our Patreon campaign continuing to run. Uh, this is your uh, ability to... Uh, direct contribute to us if you think the work we do is interesting, if you think the shows and videos and, and stuff we create are, are interesting. Um, and uh, maybe use an ad blocker. Maybe you don't, but you still want to help contribute. You can do that here. Uh, remember, I remember when the site looked like that. That was good. I did all that myself. Them's Actually, you the, can't even tell, can you? Them's were the good old days. I coded that and, and designed that all by myself. Um, uh, so The... Yes. The YouTube video for the Patreon campaign was posted January 13th. So we are as close to one year as we will ever know we were. Correct. Because probably, you probably uploaded the video a couple of days beforehand. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. I'm sure I did. So, yeah. Actually, no, that doesn't sound like me at all. It sounds like a very much last-minute thing is what we would do. Um, but regardless, thank you to everybody who is a contributor. And uh, as is always the case, if you become a contributor – or increase your contribution while we're recording the show live. I will mention your name uh, on the stream, like uh, Keith Howard, who just pledged nine ninety nine. Nine ninety nine. Correct. Thank and, you. And that's why they do that. Thank I, you. I was very sad, Josh, when you were not with me at the ACS press conference this year, uh, because I think it might be Johnny's last <laughs> press oh, no, conference. Oh man! Um, <coughs> but there were quite a few awkward pauses. Where he like holds the product this direction, people take pictures of me. He goes, "Thank you," and then he turns this way and holds it for those people to take pictures and goes, "Thank you." And then he and goes then to the middle. The final, he always goes, "And thank you." Yeah, it, it was it was as great as it has ever been in uh, in the history of ASUS press conference. So let's get on to uh, the content from this week, uh, starting with um, a a story about building a budget PC. Um, using the Radeon RX 460. This is an interesting one for me. Um, AMD came to me at CES and said, "Hey, you know what? Do you, th- what do you know, we're, we're looking for ideas. What do you know about the RX 460?" And I went, Oof. "Ooh, man, I know, I know a lot." Like we hadn't about tested the one. RX 460. I know so much about the RX 460, and they're like, "No, you don't." And I was like, "No, I've yeah. never installed one." We have, we have so many samples of the uh, RX 460. Oh wait, I never none. installed it. So I, you know, it was it was an interesting discussion that kind of stemmed off from there. Like, well, what can we do to get you to do to to try out this hardware and, and mess around with it? So the idea came up of um, essentially building a budget PC based around the Radeon RX 460. Uh, you know, talking about the purchasing experience, the selection experience, like what parts to buy, the building, uh, the use of that, the performance you get in gaming and productivity, and then eventually to give away the hardware that we bought uh, to to build the system. So it was, um, you know, the the whole journey started with uh, me creating a thread at the Build a PC subreddit, which is well known for their uh, expertise in maximizing performance per dollar, mm-hmm. right? Uh, this is often where I go to like say, hey, what's, you know, I remember for many years, I'd be like, hey, Ken, what, what, are, the, what are the kids using in, C- in computers these days? What processor is popular in computers these days? And that's where you go to find out, like where are the people making the most recommendations and, uh, and, and that type of stuff. So we went there, uh, started a thread, 
um, and that the mods let me post up there and uh, ask for like, hey, I have to build a, I have to build a system on RX four sixty. What other stuff should go in it? And you can see on the screen here the list of components that we came up with. Uh, it includes an Intel Core i three sixty one hundred processor, a um, an upgraded CPU cooler that was only nineteen bucks. I think a very reasonable add-on. An Asus H110 motherboard that was $50, $54, 8 gigs of memory for $50, $51. Um, The XFX RX460 2-gigabyte car, which was $98. And then for, like, storage, I included both an SSD and a hard drive. Mm -hmm. Uh, The SSD is $68. The hard drive was $49. The case was $49. The Corsair Carbide 88R. And then a $42 power supply. The total for those components was $549. Okay, uh, which is which is pretty impressive, actually. Now you can build systems that are cheaper, and as many people point out in the comments, if you spend twenty bucks here or thirty bucks there or forty bucks there, you can always upgrade other components. Sure, right. And uh, but our goal was not to build the cheapest, not to build the best performing, but to find this kind of middle ground using that system. I think five hundred and fifty bucks. Uh, Less than six hundred dollars is, is is pretty impressive. Yeah. I mean, you're for looking a total bill. You're looking for bang for the buck, basically, not yeah. just not absolute bargain basement. Yeah. yeah. Now, I also asked for recommendations. So, actually, let me point out one thing that was interesting. Uh, many people in that thread told me to use the brand new Caddy Lake based Pentium G forty five sixty processor. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a dual core hyper threaded part, just like the Core i three sixty one hundred. Um, but I think it sells for like it's supposed to retail for like sixty eight bucks or it seventy dollars. Right? It's not for sale yet. Oh. And the issue was I needed to build it that week. It, I don't. I still don't think it's for sale. Ken, you can check for me and see. But I, I still don't think that processor is actually available anywhere, that specific one. I think there might be a couple of other uh, Kevy like Pentiums that have snuck out. Um, but in terms of like good single-threaded performance, yeah. uh, dual-core, hyper-threaded, you don't have to worry about. I remember uh, one of the popular processors – Two years ago, 18 months ago, was a Pentium that was a dual core but not hyper-threaded. And they ran into, started running into issues of like, hey, Far Cry 4 required four threads. And that processor didn't meet that requirement. You know, whether or not it was a and legitimate like it, like restriction. It, like it wouldn't run, right? Yeah, no, exactly. Like it literally wouldn't start. Like it just said, <laughs> hey, you don't have enough cores. That's such a crappy limitation. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also went with a – there's a discussion here about a FreeSync monitor. It's worth checking out. Uh, the, the FreeSync monitor that I ended up kind of putting in the story was the Nixius View 24A. It's a 1080p screen. It's 144 hertz. Uh, it's 250 bucks, so it's pretty pricey relative to the system we built. You know, it's 45 percent of the cost of the actual system, uh, and that's pretty extreme considering you can buy. I don't know, Josh. You tra- you keep track of this stuff. Like, if you get a reasonable quality 1080p, you know, static. You know, 60 hertz display or even 75 hertz, or whatever. You can probably mm-hmm. get those for what, 110, 120 dollars, pretty regular. Yeah, yeah, and that'll typically be an IPS. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, you're yeah, going to get a 23 to 24 inch. Yeah, so you're going to get a good yeah. quality screen for half of this price. Um, but you'd get FreeSync with this. You you can actually find about 130 dollar, 140 dollar FreeSync displays, but mm-hmm. they are in that classification of like 40. Five to seventy-five. Oh, hertz, they're really narrow. Uh, narrow variable ranges. refresh ranges. Yeah, that I in think in TN. In TN. In well, TN. This is this TN is also, TN. but it, it oh, looks pretty no. good for a TN. But the the point is, is like I think that those narrow gaps, those narrow ranges, where you cannot enable the low frame rate compensation. Yeah, 
AMD's kind of answer to what G-Sync did, ha- has done in the module where, you know, there's no bottom limit effectively. Yep. Um, if you can't enable that and, and you have a very narrow range, in my opinion, the experience often comes out worse with a FreeSync monitor than without it because you're constantly kind of moving in and out of that of that variable refresh state. So it would not uh, hurt my feelings if you built this system but didn't use the FreeSync monitor. If you have your own or you want to go a different route, it, it's, it's totally understandable. Um, the uh, So that was kind of like the component selection. We posted a video on the first day as well that kind of did an unboxing uh, type thing, a little bit of an overview of what it was. Uh, but then uh, just a couple of days later, I actually posted, uh, you know, part two, part two, if you will, with a giveaway attached um, that looked at the same system uh, put together. The, the installation process was pretty good. Um, I and I said this in the article, like, yeah, you could save seventy bucks on that machine, which would get it under five hundred dollars if you only went with that one terabyte hard drive. Mm-hmm. But you would hate yourself, yeah, for doing it. <laughs> Uh, I already hate myself, so uh, it wouldn't matter. I mean, you're, you you're, hate yourself you're, more. Josh. That, that's probably your best bang for the buck out of this whole system. Even is just going to the OS on an SSD, even a dirt cheap one. Yeah, but the, it, that is by no means like our preferred, you know, SSD. If you have a higher budget, yeah, right? yeah, it's not a beast of an SSD, but it's not horrible either. It's a decent, you know, it's okay SSD. As it turns out, like. Access times are going to be way better on basically every SSD that's ever existed in the history of the world. Yeah, especially if it's especially if it's focused on reads. So if you're just like playing games and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you're, most of what's happening is reads. Even yeah. even the worst performing SSDs, as long as you don't hit them with too many writes, the reads are generally pretty good. So for seventy bucks, you get a two hundred forty gig drive, um, which is a terrific that's a great know, value. Deal. Yeah, and you know it was enough for me to install games on and all that. So definitely. It's 2017, guys. Every computer should have an SSD. Don't be a crazy person. Yeah, do yourself a favor. Um, yeah, it's current year. There was there was an anonymous comment in the article. Like, I'm surprised to see an SSD in there. Why? So, meaning implying that that pro person is still on a hard drive on their system. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, it sucks. Don't do that to yourself. It really does. Um, the, you know, the system itself looks nice. Sebastian, I know you have some concerns about my cable management uh, <laughs> in this particular photo. Would you like to uh, beef with me now in this public setting? Publicly? Beef. I mean, I don't know what to say. If you're watching the video <laughs> version of the podcast, I, I don't think anything needs to be said. <laughs> Look. We're, for the audio listeners, however, we're looking at what appears to be some sort of a uh, small nest? animal's nest. <laughs> There's a spider on LSD. Is there like black electrical tape wrapped around that second PCIe um, core? That's the heat shrink. It's, it's just out of focus. It's just out of oh, focus. That's, okay. that's the heat shrink at the end yeah. of the uh, mesh. That's uh, Oh, okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I really don't need any lip from anybody, but the point is, here's what's it's important. constructive criticism. I understand. Here's what's important. The cables are attached. Power is flowing to all the necessary components. And where that cable – it's actually – that's a bad photo. It was tucked behind the power supply a little bit more, um, but it's not going to interfere with any Kind of like Silence of the Lambs? It was, yes, tucked a little bit behind <laughs> the power supply. Not, the last part stretches the analogy a little bit, but, you know – you know, he would have used rubber bands, but that just cuts off blood flow after a while. I'm sorry, electrical flow. Power power supplies need their blood flow. The chat's upset that you haven't put a five and a quarter inch floppy in this system, right? No optical drive, no no floppy. Yeah. None of that. Um, so, and then, you know, obviously we had ransom performance numbers on it. Um, and it's important to note a couple of things. Like, 
we've had people say, hey, you should spend the money and put a 478. You're going to get better performance. Or, hey, spend more money and get a 48, an RX 480 uh, or you know any number of GTX but, cards. But the point was a 460. And, and it's, yeah, the, <laughs> the restriction in this particular case was a 460. But even if you're just building a system and you're not limited to my selections, yeah. um, you can always spend more money and get more performance. I mean, how much more is like the 470 or the 480? Uh, 30 bucks, 40 bucks. Okay, so for the next step up is... Yeah, and, and you do, do get a reasonable amount of performance. Like, I'm not telling somebody not to do that, that it's not a good value to do that. I think it probably is a good value to go with a 470. Yeah. Right. Um, But if you are budget restrained, you have a 460. If you look at this graph, you can play Rocket League, Overwatch, Doom, and The Witness at 1080p at various quality settings Uh um, and, and play really well. Right. So if you look at Rocket League and Overwatch, you're over 100 frames per second on average at high quality presets. In Doom, we ran at Vulcan at 1080p at the low preset, and you're over 65. You're at, you know, the section I played, we were averaging 68 FPS. Um, and then the witness at 1080p at high, is, you know, you could turn it down to medium and you'd get much better frame rates. But at high, um, the 53 frames per second is pretty reasonable for a puzzle game. But the yeah. fact that we're using on a FreeSync monitor makes that not even much more playable like like not even an issue right right so if you're playing rocket league for example and 102 seems you know a bit higher than is necessary you could probably increase to the very high quality settings or the ultra quality settings go down to 70 or 60 or whatever it would be have a free sync monitor you don't have to worry about yeah you're still fine so it's uh it it turned out to be a i don't want to say surprisingly positive result um but i was surprised I guess that you thought it would do worse. I installed these games and And you were positive, right? I I was positive. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Surprisingly positive that I I just turned it on and started playing the games and I didn't really think about it anymore. Yeah. Like the doom quality, the doom image quality was lower than what I'm used to playing. Yeah. And you could, you could tell, you could tell, but you could only tell like if you had previously played it on higher quality. Yeah. Like, so if that's the only thing you've experienced, it's going to be fine. Still better than console quality. And then you look at something like rocket league or overwatch you're playing on the high quality settings and the difference between high quality and ultra is hard to discern no yeah. matter what graphics card you have to be, you know, perfectly honest in most cases. Yep. So the fact that I could just play those games, turn it on and go <laughs> for a $98 video card was, was impressive. How much better is the 460 over the integrated 6100 graphics? Uh, a lot. <laughs> I would say probably three X if yeah. I were just to guess offhand, because the 6100 is going to have quite a crippled one. Uh, anyway, um, you know, and, and it's a low power card. The system was was fairly quiet once I actually plugged in the the chassis fan that I had left unplugged for our first round of testing, which was stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it and it just worked, and it looked like the system looks nice too. And the best part for you guys is uh, we're going to give away this system. So if you go to if I can remember the URL, pcper.com slash RX four sixty contest. <laughs> not very hard to remember um you can get presented this page here you can actually win the hand-built system that i put together with his using own, all these components using all his fingers i want to rebuild it yeah, probably gonna want to walk that down i am too. gonna put i have to like it I does have, have genetic material yeah. from ryan Ooh, yeah, yeah. Oh, have to wipe it someone's down. gonna frame you yeah <clears throat> somebody murdered me and then they touched my computer <laughs> no nick in the chat asked if they get the monitor and no the monitor was already here the Nixius one? That was our monitor beforehand. So, oh, yeah. Okay. And actually, I can't, like, I don't have a box to ship it out anyway. True. But if you're really torn up about it, person who wins this system, send me a note. We'll see what we can do. I'll take one of Josh's. I'm monitors. torn up about it already. 
I bet you will be. Uh, yeah. yeah, if you want me to inter- uh, autograph it, nickname, uh, I can do that as well. Um, so you, all you have to do, you can enter the system by reading the articles that you're already supposed to read, watch the video, <laughs> um, you know, various different ways you can enter, uh, like all of our Gleam.io uh, types of uh, contests. Pretty easy to do, and we'll give that away in a couple of weeks. So I want to thank AMD. They actually sponsored that whole thing. They helped us pay for the hardware to give it away, all that type of stuff. Um, and, you know, I'm not going like... I'm not putting a 460 in my system and getting rid of a GTX 1080 or an RX 480 or a Fury X or anything like that. Sure. Let's be clear. Right. But um, sometimes it's nice to be able to build a whole computer for the less for less money than the GPU and the other systems we have in the office. So you're hanging around with the GTX 560 Ti. This is probably an upgrade. Mm-hmm. How many of those are out there? We were just discussing how Ryan's computer has a 660 Ti in it. My my working machine here has a 660 Ti in it. And uh, a Core i5-3350P processor, which I'm actually embarrassed to say out loud. Time to upgrade that crap. That's not why Chrome crashes, but... <laughs> Are you sure? It's helping. Uh-huh. It's, yeah, it's certainly helping. Uh, a couple of other things to get to real quick. Lee posted a review of the Seasonic Prime titanium series power supplies um this is uh the first platform redesign for seasonic i want to say in almost a decade hmm. uh, i think we talked i think i talked to them about this at last ces mm-hmm. and they finally came out you know i think in november or december this is their this is their move into all digital pwm like all digital power management about time yeah, and and you know it was an interesting discussion to have with them, you know, away from this review even about like why it took them so long to do it because they had so much expertise in the analog style, they had uh, perfected it to a degree that nobody else could really compete against them, and why so many power supply or uh, so so many power supply vendors OEM'd through them, and they wanted to make sure that they got the digital version correct because they didn't want to risk losing a lot of those customers, a lot of those potential partners. Um, so it, it is a uh, impressive series of power supplies. I mean, that's a lot of connections, guys. You get you get a lot of CPU, PCIe uh, ports on that. Um, what is the pure digital doing for it in the end? Like, what is are it the increasing advantages? the efficiency? It'll, it, it, it will it will increase the efficiency, and I think it. I don't know how to explain it. I, I'm sure Lee does a much better job in the review than I will, and especially when we talk about. Where does he talk about? That might be on the second or third page. Um, we'll get through that. They, I mean, it might keep the efficiency higher for more of the range and stuff like that because it yeah. looks like it has a pretty broad range where it's above like 90 to yeah. 93%. All, all three units, the 850, 750, and 650 watt units are 80 plus titanium rated, yeah. uh, which is which is impressive. Um, uh, they have 10-year warranties. Nice. Which is great. Like there's not many – there's not a whole lot of components you can buy anymore that have that. Um, and then I always like to look at the inside of them. Now, the issue with the digital ones is they're probably less impressive looking inside. Yeah. Oh, here. Yeah, this is the page where he goes into uh, a lot of what the tolerance is and how that changes with the digital uh, power management system. So, all right, let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Show me the inside, Lee. Yeah. I mean, it's still okay. It's still, it's still, it's still still beefy looking. Still Uh, got big caps, but it is compressed a little bit because of, uh, of, of the, of the digital move as well. Yep. Yeah. I'll add one interesting thing. If you look at the, um, outputs, load regulation, 
They're, okay. they're super close. All three of them are very, very close to each other, and they're all within a very small percentage of basically perfect. Oh, you're, voltage you're talking the, the voltage out like regulation. Yeah, gotcha. So the he was impressed with how close all three of them were and how um, they were all within their clean load regulation. They're all is, you're looking, yeah, all three percent, point five percent load regulation. Yeah, I mean their their brief claims micro tolerance load regulation. You're looking at like five Fancy. volt. That's like five point oh, five point oh one, four point nine nine, like yeah, three point three three down the line for all the plus three point three volt. Like it's super accurate. Yep. It's 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 impressive, and uh, Lee has these great graphs that look at uh, the efficiency curves um, for all. Again, this is a series, so you can look at the six fifty, seven fifty, and eight fifty units. Yeah, so you can um, see it's able to keep pretty high efficiency across the whole. You know, usually there's like yeah. a sweet spot, and that yeah. you know it's relatively. It's flat. a rather large sweet spot. You yeah, know what I'm saying. It's basically like the whole range. Yeah, I don't like it when Josh talks. As it turns out, it's a weird thing. Yeah. Oh. I have. Um, so a, a a pretty substantial upgrade for Seasonic um, to their platform as a whole. They're obviously still going to be selling some of the older units for you know some undisclosed amount of time. Um, well, didn't we the last year we talked to them about this? Yeah, that they still had all analog stuff, and they 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 were kind of getting to they're they're going to design them, but at that point, it still made sense for them to to stay analog before going to digital VRMs. Yeah, and 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 this is the. They'll start with the Prime series, and then they'll probably expand on from there. Um, it is uh, what are they at? Two hundred nine, one seventy nine, and one fifty nine are the MSRPs for the eight fifty, seven fifty, six fifty. Um, so they're not they're not cheap. Two hundred nine bucks for an eight hundred fifty watt power supply, uh, but you are getting, you know, amongst the best quality power supplies that exist on this planet. Yeah. Uh, for PCs. The only weakness that Lee came up with is a close spacing of the connectors on the front panel can make disconnecting cables a little difficult for people with large fingers. And you saw that in the picture where it was kind of all jammed together. Maybe removing one of those connectors would have helped allow them to space it out a little bit more. I don't know. So um, you're saying our president-elect should not have any problems? <laughs> he will love this power supply. They're it, the best power supply. Editor's Choice Award. Lee doesn't give those out very often. Um, so if you want a high-quality power supply for your new PC, uh, this is this is, this is is the way to go. But on that output, how, yeah. how many 8-pin PCIe connectors did it have on there? It looked like it had eight. Well, um, but it's also using those for CPU aux as well. Um, but there's one of the, uh, what pages you have the, uh, yeah. there it is. So that's, that's one. So there's, there's eight of them. So you're thinking it's CPU or PCIe. So six well, of those. It's also used. got the CPU bumps GPU. on the bottom there, the auxiliary. It's got your main and it looks like it's got the, no, the, the two on the bottom, right. These two listed as MB. Yeah. That is for your 24 pin connector. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then. The CPU PCIe is for the 8-pin connector on your motherboard. Yeah, and it'll come and with one or two have, of those some cables. Some motherboards will have two 8-pin yeah. uh, connectors. And then, obviously, you've got your IDE. I don't know why they put that on there. Uh, SATA, Molex. Yeah, so it'll do You know, it'll do two 8-pins to the, Here, to the motherboard and, and have six oh, more for great. PCIe 8-pins. So the 850 has... Um, Two CPU 8-pin cables with it. Yep. Six PCIe 8-pin cables with it. Yep. And then uh, uh, 
you know, various SATA and yeah, just thought we ran another one, one floppy cable <laughs> as well, just in case. Okay, so for that guy in the chat, just for ca- just in case, yeah. yeah. Um, and then also, Mori posted a, another kind of preview story of the Asus uh, Tough Series Z270 Mark One, which. Man, these 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 numbers are these mother motherboard model names are getting them pretty impressive. Um, this kind of is, like Gigabyte stuff. Yeah, it's this is a much shorter name than uh, Gigabyte. So it's Mark t- One Tough Z two seventy. Didn't they Mark didn't they launch Spock in one of those? That's not a me question. Sorry, that was that, that was Mark a Mark seven. One. Uh, I don't think that was a Mark One torpedo. No, it wasn't. Uh, this was Mark Seven. Anyway, yeah. so the Tough series is Asus. Um, did it used to have a different name, Ken? Did it have a different brand? What do you think of the digital camouflage that, that people yeah. are printing on PCBs now? I mean, PCB printing is yeah, is it. it's a huge jump up from what we've seen in the past. Yeah, I mean, it is harder to see the CPU socket now because so camouflage because it is digital camouflage, <laughs> yeah. right? And we are building a computer. Um, I don't know. I, Sure, whatever. It matches the aesthetic of the of the style that they're going for and kind of the other uh, uh, visual cues on the board and heatsink itself. It's an impressive board. Uh, you can see it, it is it is not it is not like the extreme variant where you're going to have twelve USB three point ports on the back. You can see you've got two USB three, two USB three point one, um, one Type C, one Type A. But you still have two two uh, inter- uh, two internet connections, <laughs> two two <laughs> Ethernet connections, four legacy, you know, USB older two point uh, and Mori goes through his his uh, standard allotment of photos, diagrams, some benchmarks, some overclocking, um, and capabilities of this particular card. So one of the things that this has is it has the armor on it, thermal armor. Yeah, that um, you know. It was an interesting idea when it first came out, and it's still kind of interesting, right? So, like, this little plate comes off if you want to install an M.2 connector, but if not, it can rain, remain on. Um, that is for a vertical mount M.2 connection. Um, some of the original series of these boards actually came with things that you plugged into the PCIe slots that weren't being used, the idea being to avoid dust getting into those PCIe slots. Yep. Um, you know, Mainly because there was a fan drawing air across all of that stuff. Um, right? There was like an exhaust fan. Yeah, and it yeah. would pull air in from the edges yeah. across everything. And that's why they called it thermal armor because it was like, yep. you know, ducting it's, yep. as, as well as... So you can kind of see like you basically get this plastic shrouding around everything, uh, all the PCI Express slots and stuff, uh, which is, I think, neat to look at, uh, you know, as a little flair to it. Uh, but as long as it doesn't interfere with the, you know, your your actual use and installation of things uh that seems like a, a good deal so check that out if you are building a cabby lake system or even a sky lake system at this point this point you want a z270 motherboard you can check out maury's thoughts on that this is a fairly um i was gonna say mid-range board but it's 250 bucks would you consider that a mid-range that's probably still on the high well, considering end. the budget 270s or 179 uh, okay yeah which is unfortunate yeah. right yeah. like that's too high across the board um weaknesses uh, stock performance uh theorized related to platform maturity issues so you have to check out the benchmarks on that lack of uefi rgb led configurations so you have to can't do that in the uefi and no 12 volt headers and they're leaving that yeah but that battery replacement though oh yeah oof up here in the Mm. strength son 
up here in the it's strength. A positive. All right, let's take a quick moment out here and uh, thank today's podcast sponsor. We've got a one we haven't had in a while, but we're glad to have back. Those would be our friends at Audible, uh, audible.com. Uh, the un- they have an unmatched selection, their words and mine, of audiobooks, original shows, news, comedy, and more. Um, if you are not an audiobook listener and have never tried out audiobooks, it is actually a really great medium for people that happen to listen to podcasts, which is obviously why they advertise on so many podcasts. The idea is, is simple, right? Um, if you're driving and you're stuck in traffic or you're on a bus or uh, you know, you're on a road trip, you're exercising, you're doing housework, any of those types of things where you are doing stuff with your hands, maybe your eyeballs, um, and you can't just stop and read a book. The idea of an audiobook is just like books on tape but modernized, guys. We're talking digital audio. <gasps> digital digital audio tapes digital audio tapes exactly <laughs> finally finally so do you know what uh what compression that they use uh what kind of uh, uh audio codec that they're no. recording in i'm gonna say no i'm gonna say uh let's see if i can make it up it's 128 kilobit mp3 is it really they have different have no quality idea. modes you can down you can download audible books in like a really high quality mode that actually sounds great or you can do the standard which saves See, bandwidth, which is good if you're on mobile this. or something. Um, 128 is pretty high for just a voice. Way to stand up. Yeah, it is. That one this there. podcast this, is like 32K. No, 64. This podcast goes out 64 yeah, yeah. kilobit mono. Yeah. Thank you very That's much. That's the other thing. Like, it's the equivalent bandwidth. of 128 stereo, basically. Basically. There's a 64 Kinda. per channel and eh. 128 stereo. Yeah, but it's joint. I bet you can compress it's that. It's a joint a stereo. Bit, yeah. yeah. Um, so for our audience, and our audience only, I don't know if that's true. Audible is offering a free audiobook with a 30-day free trial. If you want to listen to, uh, if you want to listen to it, regardless of what it is, whether it be fiction, nonfiction, etc., Audible is going to have it for you. Go to audible.com/pcper and browse their unmatched selection of audio content. Uh, download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. And they wanted me to recommend a book for you guys. And um, you know, we were going to pick a book that I'd actually read. Uh, we were going to pick something that one of us had actually you know, listened to before. And instead, what I did was I went to the audible.com slash PC per website and did a quick search and found a Star Wars book called Catalyst, a Rogue One novel. And it is actually the prequel to the prequel that is Rogue One. If you consider Rogue One a prequel. Oh, it's a prequel to Rogue One. It is a which prequel is, to Which Rogue is a prequel One. to episode four. To a sequel. Which is a sequel of... Of three? episode three. Yeah, I mean, technically. I mean, it's a isn't, long-term Isn't sequel. Rogue One more of a Gaiden? A ninja Gaiden? I don't it's know, like I don't a know side means. story. It's a, it's yeah. a prequel. It's a episode. It is a side Wars. story, three, but it ends. Seven, eight. But it ends right up against episode four. I, I would call At it least we know who's directing the next sequel yeah. to Rogue One. That's true. Wait. Yes, we do. Yes. <laughs> um, so the, this one uh, follows the story of... Krennic and Galen Erso and their backstory and how they met and then uh, you know if you have not if you have seen Rogue One you know how those two meet again in the movie I guess I don't want to spoil it yeah it's too they meet in Iceland they they meet on a farm which in Star Wars lore is always interesting uh, but what a happens before farm? they get to there uh, <laughs> I don't think in this instance a cow farm a droid um, farm a moisture farm a spaceship farm so I actually want to download that and i may actually take advantage of our own free offer here and do that exact thing and it also that is one of the books that supports whisper sync 
for voice, which is a really cool feature that uh, if you have – if you buy the – is it the Kindle book version? Yes. And the Audible book version. Mm-hmm. And uh, it syncs between them. So if you're listening to the audiobook while you're on the way to work or on the way home from work and you get home, but now you actually want to like sit down and read it on your Kindle, when you, it will sync back to where you left off in the audiobook yep. to the actual page on the book that you're reading in the Kindle and then vice versa. Which is pretty cool. Which is it's – like, It's like magic. It, it is really cool. And it's one of those things that like – I don't know. I never thought it would yeah. would work. Yeah, you're, you're like but. reading on your Kindle at home. You got to go drive somewhere, like to a doctor's appointment. You drive. You listen to the audiobook. You get the doctor's appointment to the ra- waiting room. You pull out your phone. You load the Kindle app on that. Yeah. You read. Yeah. It's, it's, it it's picks like up anywhere you can possibly be. You yeah. Can it's a cool idea. Do it. Uh, so that again is you can get your free audiobook with a 30 day free trial at audible.com slash PC per audible.com slash PC per. We thank them for their support of. The PC Perspective Podcast, this show that you are currently listening to. Hey, you know what else they have? What's that? They have the Star Wars radio dramas. You ever hear that? Do you hear the NPR I radio did not. version of Star Wars from 1981? I did not. I've been told that I should. I'm surprised that you good. haven't. It incorporates all the stuff that was cut out of Do they use four. the original voice actors? Yeah, Mark Hamill reprised his role, Anthony Daniels. Okay, so some of them uh, did. They use a couple weird... different voice actors for like Han Solo and Princess Leia, yeah. but they're fine. I have some. I have a record called Mission to Ord, Man, Ord Mandel. Yeah, I'm saying I'm, I'm pronouncing the. the why, don't, why don't you go grab wrong. it? It's right there. Uh, because I'm attached to this thing. It's not oh. important. It's fine. It's fine. Um, it's now important. Important. one other one other Star, Star Wars, Wars thing before I'm gone. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, the the 20th anniversary version of Air to uh, Air to the Empire. You know the Timothy Zahn like Thrawn. Look at that. Oops. Mark Thompson. <laughs> He's just gonna stay in like HDR and 4K. Mark Mark Thompson narrates the new versions of these books on Audible, and he <laughs> okay, does the Thrawn. best character voice acting I've ever heard. Mark from Hamill, audiobook reader. His name is Mark Thompson. Oh, he does a he does a Harrison Ford that just sounds like Harrison Ford was doing the Han Solo voice in the studio. With That's him. pretty cool. It, like you, you just get lost listening to it because you start hearing the characters talking, and you're not just listening. Which to ones are these? If you start with the uh, Heir to the Empire 20th Anniversary Edition, I read those books. They're amazing books. They're great books, but... and this is the absolute best treatment I've ever heard. There are sound effects. There's music. It's all pew, original, pew, pew. like Star Wars stuff. <laughs> Pew pew. It's just a guy doing a pew. Yeah, pew. No, they're they're using the real sound effects, so it's it's that's it kind of ties into that whole radio drama thing. But it's it's the unabridged reading of the Thrawn trilogy by Mark Thompson. I Very think cool. all three of them are on Audible now, and they're they're great. How long is this record? Uh, it's a L, it's on twenty eight LPs. This it's, one that I'm this one, no, the one I'm holding up. Like, how long would the audio be on this record? Records are about forty five minutes. Combining front and back. Yeah, it's about 22, 23 minutes. Jedi Academy trilogy. Gotcha. Look look for the Heir to the Empire Thrawn trilogy book one is the one I'm looking at. I think all three of them are on there. Any any version of the Thrawn books that are Wasn't read that by Timothy Mark Thompson. Zahn? He was the author, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's, great. Let's get Download into our today. news items here. Uh, we don't have a lot of them, which is fine. Uh, we had a long show last week, as it turned out. First up, uh, Microsoft confirms a Windows 10 creators update. Well, that's already been confirmed, but that it will include 
game mode. And I remember Scott wrote a story kind of, you know, with the rumors and stuff about these leaks about a game mode.dll being added to the Windows Windows 10 preview builds, excuse me. Uh, it was speculated by by Windows Central at the time that it would allow users to increase performance for games. Uh, now um, they've confirmed the existence of this feature. We arrived to create update and it is intended to quote optimize your Windows 10 PC for increased performance in gaming. Um, that's about all the detail, as I read from Scott's story, that is mentioned explicitly in the blog post. It does make a passing reference to Windows insiders will start seeing some of the visual elements for game mode this week, with the feature being fully operational in builds shortly thereafter. So is that the reason my laptop wants to reboot? No. Oh. Finally, I can get high-performance gaming in Windows. I, I don't... Hmm. So there's a couple of things that worry me. Uh, one is the fact that, that the quote is, seeing some of the visual elements for game mode. And I don't know what that means. If they're talking about are they you, trying to do the overlays like what Xbox gets and they stuff? Already, and they like, already do the overlays. I don't mean that overlay. I mean like the little the little bar comes in from the side, like the that would not other. increase the performance of my game. I mean, it could yeah. it could just be like a UI overlay that lets you know you're in game mode that you might see. Like they might be but trying what, to do. What is it? What is it? What does it mean to be in game mode? That's the information that is still. Uh, is I mean, still they really. They might be trying to do like, about it on the Xbox. I think. Are they Did doing they? like ten foot interface kind of stuff? No. Are they going for that? No, no. no, no. It, it's a performance thing. Yeah, no. it's performance. Um, I mean, what what performance? So is? they're saying game mode will work for both Win32 and UWP games. Uh, stated quite bluntly, albeit on Twitter, it looks like that game mode's UI won't be an extension of the Windows Store, and it will work for any game. Um, so you're looking for uh, that version will come out this spring, uh, version number 1703, rumors for an April release date. I mean, what, you, you could do stuff for performance if you you know, optimize its threading to focus on games instead of background processes while you're in a game. Sure. Um, you could you know, maybe try to shortcut or accelerate and make sure things like DirectX and game drivers have uh, preferred access to resources. There are things you could do. If if this this game mode puts it into a state of only focus on this, like think of QoS on a router, right? Like you, sure. you give it priority, and it's going to do some things to make performance a little bit better. Yeah. And in theory, but maybe there's no reason Windows couldn't do well, something. Just that, like to some that. extent, Windows already does a lot of that. Is my point? No, like, no, no. What do you mean? Have you ever experienced the hundred uh, percent disk I/O usage? Uh, Everything just slows to a crawl. So, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a system admin for a company of 300 people. And we see this on maybe about a quarter of the machines where just for no reason at all, when it all goes your to employees 100% are gaming. disk usage and just chugs. No, I get it. the afternoon torrent fest? <laughs> no, no, this is just everything that we know of turned off and every once in a while it just... It's like a Windows search driver BIOS conglomeration yeah, that I all mean, comes can, together in a terrible package that destroys productivity. Yeah, they can just kill any of that. I mean, there are some like services that, but most of those things. Yeah, I mean, only, right now Windows is fairly agnostic as when it when it comes to schedule. Like everything yeah. just sort of gets the same priority. And if Microsoft wants to throw in a background task that takes up 100 percent of the CPU, like Josh is talking about, yeah. they just they just do it. And if, like, Norton wanted to do that, they could just do it. Yeah, and with, and with the game mode, they can just, like, hold that stuff off till it's, later. It's apparently supposed to work with Win32 apps as well as UWP right. apps, which is right. very nice. That's good. I just want to know what it does. And then also how Magic. much more complicated that's going to make my life going forward. 
Yeah. Right. Like, like are they going to whitelist games so that yeah. it knows what game like, that it's a game that's running? Only, like, are only some games going to support it? Do you have to like enable it manually? Will it be able to detect that an application running is a game versus not a game? I mean, like, I mean I it, it has it's a it has a pretty DirectX. reasonable yeah it has a pretty reasonable <laughs> idea about that with DirectX. Sure. So and then I guess you know assumes it doesn't affect any game using a different API. Yeah, it's in, like in theory. Hey, I there's guess. a full yeah. screen thing using a crap load of graphics calls. Okay. But now you've game. got all these well, UWP apps and other games that can go in non-exclusive full screen or windowed mode and right. do those affect that in the same way? Um, I just think it'd be it'll be really interesting to see what it does. There are be- the, the benefits we're not going to get it's not going to be to this degree, but there are benefits to having a gaming console in that it's always in game mode quote-unquote, right? And thus yeah. developers can target it in a different way. The APIs and the operating system model can target it in a different way. And if they can bring even a little bit of that to the PC, um, how many times have we seen John Carmack complain about um, how you can get, you know, uh, uh, relative? if you look at the relative performance of the raw hardware, how you get close to 100% on a console and close to 80% on a PC. If you can increase that, if you can remove well, some of the overhead... But that's right. because of like hardware abstraction layer, which is not going to mm-hmm. go away. It could be reduced. If the, yeah. the the biggest part of the hardware abstraction la- abstraction layer is DirectX. Sure. So if they figured out a way, and maybe that's what game mode is, is some kind of, you know, honestly, that, honestly, that's what DX12 efficient. is. <laughs> yeah, so. kind of, but it <laughs> DX12 requires manual work by yeah. developer. Yeah. Uh, in theory, this would not. So. Interesting to see. Hopefully, we'll see it soon. Uh, Gigabyte showed off half-height GTX 1050 and GTX 1050 Ti graphics cards. Nothing really, um, I, I guess, substantially new. But if you're building a small form-factor PC, this is a this is a big deal. It's still double width. <laughs> still double width, um, and I would hope you're saving all the space. Oh wait. Well, yeah, this one. <laughs> it's like, and I hope you it know comes what I like volume. <laughs> I'll save the height, but I'll take the volume. Yeah, it needs to come with a half-height bracket. I would I mean, that forty millimeter fan. Yeah, Sebastian, how many cases have you looked at that require half height cards? Any? A couple? Uh, yeah, a couple. I, a lot of HTPC cases. If you go with that low, low wide like uh, component living room component look, will yeah. require a half height card. I have a computer. Actually, the one I'm using right now for this stream is only half height compatible, and I have a GT seven thirty in it. Because it yep. requires a half height single width GPU, it's so small. But yeah, that's the other you, point. Like you couldn't put this in there, right? But yeah. uh, I have seen uh, several cases that require half height that do have like a couple of PCIe slots in them, and you could definitely fit a dual width card in them. Yeah, and you—it's one of those things where it, it sounds like a really small use case, but think of all of the. Like horizontal, slimline desktop PCs that yeah. you could throw a core well, i5 like, like into ideas that are business machines art. and stuff. Like if for some reason they needed to put a GPU in there for maybe some yep. sort of decode, they could slap this 1050 in there. When I did my 1050 Ti upgrade story, and I went to Best Buy and bought a couple of off-the-shelf computers, I think there were one or two that required would have required half-height cards yep. at the time, and the, you know the 1050 and 1050 Ti didn't come out or weren't available in half-height cards then. So that that you know, yeah, you're right. Now those machines can can be upgraded in that in that same pathway, as well. Uh, looks like there's some oh, uh, two gig versions, overclock versions. Um, so yeah, Good you're all just using board power too, right? Uh, I would have no. to imagine. The, 
I would assume on these they are. There are 1050 Ti's that do require six pin, um, but most do not. I'm yeah, because especially most. if you're there putting in an each. office machine, you you probably don't have the right. PCI connector to use. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, let's see. What else do we have? Uh, oh, yeah. Sebastian wrote this up right on the heels of my RX 460 performance evaluation and, and system build story. Apparently- Hashtag shader gates. Oh. Yeah, but it's RX 480 on the left. Fake news. Oh, no. First of all, oh, actually, no, I do want to point out, up. Sebastian, there needs to be a space between the X and the 4. <clears throat> oh, really? Oh, okay. Just publicly shame him, why don't you? Just saying. Wrong. The article's wrong. terrible. The rundown is terribly wrong as well. It's doubly wrong <laughs> now. I have a PP party. I'm sorry, Josh. <laughs> You're so sorry. Uh, so what is this? What, what, is, what is the news here on these, these new Sapphire cards? Okay, so news was already out there. One, I don't one, know one start- quick question. Yeah. Why does yeah. it say 102 ASP? Excuse me? 102 ASP. He's That's a four. Oh, damn. <sighs> Put your glasses on. <laughs> well, it's, it's going to go into the whole Indiana Jones and I hate snakes. And why would you put 102 ASPs in a box? And, damn you it. go first. That was horrible, Sean Connery. I, I, I wasn't doing Sean Connery. Wait, I thought we just played a clip of Sean Connery on the stream. Yeah, it sounded not, like he was. Yeah, John Connery he, was not in the Indiana Jones of which we're talking about. Thank you. Well, then, whose voice were you trying to do? <laughs> was the, that your Harrison Ford? The the freaking Indian guy that tells him to go down into the into the tomb with the snakes. Oh. Well, at least now, it wasn't overtly racist. I was gonna say Indian guy. It was like a I don't know what his nationality was, but he definitely talked like that. Was that the Indiana Jones where they eat monkey brains? That's, no, that would uh, be Temple number two. Okay. Are you talking John Rice Davies? Yes, he is talking about. Yes, big yeah. guy. Yeah, the big guy. Yeah. Uh, anyway, please, back to the story at hand, Sebastian. <laughs> what the hell happened with this product? Okay, so you can download uh, BIOS files to modify your RX 460. What? To unlock the full potential of its uh, Polaris 11 core. Did Sapphire download the BIOS files? I think so. I was looking at overclocking. <laughs> Overclocking.guide has uh, some links for various different vendors. And let me see if they have this one. They have some Sapphire cards on here. You can download unlocked BIOS files that are confirmed to work, supposedly, by this site. And you go from 896 shaders to 1024. And okay. obviously this increases the performance of your card by somewhere around 10%. Yeah. And... In China, there is now on Sapphire's website a listing for a 1024 shader processor version of the RX 460 that they're going to be selling as a retail product. Huh. And uh, WCCF Tech had this little chart they put together that shows the difference between the different uh, GPUs that are out there. There's already a China-only 470D card, which sits in between the RX 460. What does the D stand for? <laughs> 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 This is the worst show on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) I apologize. But at least switch it to Joshua fast. Let's see what color his face is. Okay. Uh, Red. (laughs) Uh, (sighs) So, so yeah. I mean, uh, are these listed for sale anywhere yet? 
I don't think so. There's no word on pricing yet. Okay. It's just on Sapphire's uh, website, which I linked to in the article. If you look at it, you'll see like kind of the breakdown of what this means yep. in relation to the other cards, which you're talking $99 retail for a 4-gigabyte version of the RX That's 460. That's yeah, impressive. but how does it if, compare to my GTX 560 Ti 448 core? <laughs> that was a great card, and I had that card. My Twin Frozer 2 cooled MSI mm, 448. But, remember, yeah, that, remember I, that core 216? Yeah. 460? Core 216? No, that was yes. like the 260. It was a 200 card. Oh, it was a two, yeah, yeah, there was 260 and a 280. And like well, the first podcast I was on... For PC perspective, or the one right before that, you were bitching. They're like, "Why the hell didn't you call it a 270? There's a 260, oh, a 260. and a 280. Why are you gonna call it a 260 core 216? It has the ever... middle number of cores between the 260 and the 280. That's a it, was like a, it was like a five minute rant. Did they ever come out with a 270? No, no. Then, then screw those guys. It was think... the 260 core 216. That's, then I stand by my what statement. What about the GTX 465? <laughs> <laughs> but it's fine. It was before between a 60 and a 70. Are you, are you right? sure it wasn't the 460? It actually came out before the 460. Oh well, I mean, whatever. I as, long the, as, as, long as, the, as long as the relative performance is in order of numerics, then I'm fine with it. Mm. I'm fine with it. Uh, before we get into, it, I'm going to talk about a couple of other things before we get to our, or at least one other thing before we get to our picks of the week. Uh, let's see. Uh, I talked about Keith Howard pledging 9.99. Uh, Edward Jang pledged up their pledge to thirty dollars. Wow. Very nice. Awesome. Uh, Jonathan Hernandez edited their pledge to three fifty. Alvaro Walton edited their pledge to five bucks, up a couple as well. <laughs> Pootie Tang pledged three dollars. <laughs> three dollars? What do I get for three dollars, Pootie Tang? How much for it? You can rent Pootie Tang for three dollars. That's yeah, now finally I go home and do that thanks to his his contribution. Uh, Alex Campbell just pledged five dollars. Thank you, Alex. And Ryan K just pledged five dollars as well. So thank you guys. Uh, that's that's a that's it's great to see, um, and uh, tag, and it's huh? greatly appreciated, even loud. by me, cool, cool, cool. the freeloader, the slacker. Indeed. Uh, one more thing yes. I want to talk about before we get to our picks of the week, because I put it in the show notes, but it didn't have a story on it. Uh, the Nintendo Switch kind of reveal and announcements all came out. Um, we've talked a little bit about the performance. It's it's NVIDIA Tegra X base. Um, I don't know if we – have we talked about the – I don't know if it's a rumor anymore or it's actually a fact now that it will run at different performance levels when it's plugged in than when it's not. Like, yeah. uh, it, it is. I mean, that makes sense. When it's docked, it will run at some higher clock speed uh, sure. than when you are on battery power. The Ars Technica report that they said they had verified, and now I've seen the same information elsewhere online, yep. has it at 768 megahertz docked, and the core speed drops to 307.2 megahertz in portable mode so the capability of the switch uh, is far greater like they enable a uh, full resolution output to your hdtv when docked but it drops down to the resolution of the the actual machine which is uh the switch has a display of you know 720p on yeah. it but the the example that was making the rounds today was the uh the new zelda title which is launching with the switch breath of the wild will be frame uh limited to 30 fps which is not that unusual for these games especially on nintendo systems 
but it's only going to run at 900p docked, and then we'll run at some lower resolution, presumably 720p in portable mode. Interesting. But Interesting. I personally would not be shocked at all if at 307.2 megahertz, if it's not even rendering at a full 720 in portable mode for some of these games, because Breath of the Wild is a little bit more graphically advanced than any prior Zelda game, even though it still uses that, that cell shading style right? for shadow effects. It's, it's interesting. You know, they've showed some of the games that are going to come out like that weird ass looking Mario title. Oof. That looks weird. Mario. Oh, that looks awesome. Mario Theft Auto. There's real people in it. I am, my body is ready. You cannot have real people in a Mario game. Your body is ready? Yeah. It's, it's Are we going to see like entrails when, when they get stomped on by Mario and his brother? <laughs> I guess if that's a, hey, if that's what they want to go with it, maybe I'll be interested. But it just, it you know that weird. game doesn't come out for almost a year. Yeah, it could change. It's not until winter or until holiday yeah. time frame. Gonna be awesome. It'll probably fi- be fantastic. I'm not gonna lie. Um, it's two ninety nine. Is that what it is? Yeah. And yeah. That includes the the tablet, the controllers that attach to the side of it, and or to a little thing in the middle f- to act as a regular controller. It includes the dock. Um, uh, what else did they say about it? Nothing else really. Like it's an ha- HDMI cable. It's an HDMI cable coming out of the dock. It's a Type C connection um, from the device to the dock. I, I did see today, so that the uh, the dock has a USB Type A port on the back of it. It's a normal USB port that they said is USB 2.0, but will support USB 3.0 in the future. What would that uh, even be for? I don't charging know. right, like I, I, like ch- having something external that you plug into that dock, so you can have like another charge. I mean, maybe base you could something? plug in storage because it supports micro SD, so maybe you'll be able to mount yeah, like a USB hard but drive. Then but then when you undock it, you mm-hmm. don't have that storage anymore. That yeah. would be bad if you're playing a game that's installed on that external drive and you just disconnect the dock. Yeah. Maybe it'll support add-ons like the GameCube, you know, had that Game Boy Advance add-on you could yeah. plug into the N64 bottom. memory module, the N64 mm-hmm. DD. Yeah, the DD <laughs> that never came out in the U.S. Yeah. What about the Sega CD? That was a good one. That was a great add-on. Ryan will defend the Sega CD until his death. Sega it was CD, amazing at the time. It was flipping amazing. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. It was also flipping expensive. Um. Uh. The, my worst story as a child is like <laughs> how an awful kid I, I wasn't. I wasn't an awful kid, but like I found out that my mom had. Uh, sorry if there's kids listening. I found out that my mom had bought me the Sega CD for Christmas. Uh huh. And I found where she had hidden it uh-huh. in the basement somewhere. And so every day I would come home from school. <laughs> I would go downstairs. I would bring it up. I like, you know, razor the, <laughs> the tape or whatever. And I'd open it and I'd stall it and I'd play the game. And then before my mom got home from work, I would box it all back up and put it back down. That is horrible, man. Think, eh, you know, when you're, you're a lot of sewer being. shark. I played a lot of sewer <laughs> shark. And I believe there was a Sherlock Holmes game that came out at launch for that as well. I mean, you had you had Sega CD out at the time. Like the best thing out was like Nintendo Entertainment System. Like uh, you know, N sixty four. SNES was out. Sherlock Holmes Consulting. Oh, was detective. it SNES? Yeah, yeah. It just it was the Genesis. Genesis and NES were the competing platforms. The Sega CD yeah. came out for the Genesis. And then there was Jaguar off to the side. That's uh, true. Might as well not. Did it. you have sixty button commercial? Did you have controller. NXS or Marky Mark make my video? Uh, NXS for sure. Okay. Yeah. And you know what's sure. best. You know what's best? No. While you're playing that CD and stealing it from your mom, I was freezing at the truck wash, washing trucks to try to survive. 
and go through college I was by very, myself. I was very warm. Sweet. I will say that for sure. It was probably cold in the basement when I went to go get the Sega CD. Washing trucks. But he got out of there real quick. Have you ever washed a bull rack when it comes through after they release the bulls? No. No? No. You know why? Because shit flies everywhere. I don't don't live in Wyoming. Awful. Yeah. I don't disagree. You don't know what hardship is. I don't disagree. You just sat with your so that's the Switch. It comes out March 3rd. Uh, I have uh, one pre-ordered for some stupid I reason. have one pre-ordered as well. I, I, I had it pre-ordered, and I, I canceled my Why pre-order. would you Think about the resale, Sebastian. There won't be any resale. Yes, there will. Yeah, there nope. will. I'm still nope. trying to find an NES Classic Edition, too. The, that's the console people want to buy. The markup yeah. is only at $180 now. Good mm. Lord. It's still 180 bucks on Amazon and eBay. I wonder if they will ever make any more. They like to make things for a while and then discontinue them. Yeah, I don't know. They right. 250000 of those NES classics. And I think they're done. <laughs> Let's get to our hardware software picks of the week. Um, I will let me say this. I started out my evening. This evening? This evening after coming back here from dinner really hating spectrum like yeah. instantly angry this they, is the cable company yeah yeah uh so time more uh, spectrum used to be chartered charter and charter, charter mm-hmm. and bought time warner yes or they merged whatever, whatever yeah whatever stupid so i used to have insight cable here in kentucky time warner took it over uh and now charter spectrum is, is taking that over. And apparently the switch t- happened today where everything that was Time Warner branded and priced and packaged switched today to Spectrum. Well, I've been looking at um, getting Time Warner fast internet speeds like 100 megabit, 200, 300 megabit at my house because I was going to do uh, the cord cutting, do the antenna, use a Shield TV, use 4K HDR streaming, bought a 4K HDR TV, all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And that was like on my end of week thing was to like schedule that and figure out when I wanted to do it. When I He came in, Ken came in and told me that they had changed all the pricing and I went to the website and like the highest speed you could get was 60 megabits on their website now. And, I was, and it was $20 more expensive uh, than it was last week. Four days ago, really, yep. was the last time I looked or something like that. Um, you know, he who hesitates. Oh, my God. It was awful. But I, I will give him credit. I went into, like, the text-based support chat and Ken. I poo-pooed you. Yeah, he was like, ugh, you're not going to get anything out of those guys. Uh, and I was like, well, I don't want to call a person because calling people is weird nowadays. Uh, chatted through it and signed up for 300 megabit service. Like, they're still like, yeah, no, we still offer it. Now, the downside is the thing that they really screw you on still is if you get anything above their base 60 megabit service, this yeah. is new from Spectrum, not from Time Warner, they charge you a $199 one-time activation fee. $199, not $1.99. $199 one-time activation So they're basically charging you for the better modem, kind of? But even if you brought your modem, I think they charge you that. Yes, correct. It has nothing to do with that. They're basically... Oh, you actually want good speed? Well, we know you're the we're the only option. So That's a the, scam. F, the FTC would get on your ass if you just like jacked up prices, probably compared to the previous competitor. But if you had this activation fee, I wonder if it gets around some yeah. some regulation. So uh, anyway, there's that. I don't know what else to say. That's, I have Spectrum, and yeah, the residential stuff is limited to sixty. Really? It's okay. only like five or six megabits up. It's not very... Yeah, not very it's, it's 60 yeah, it's by four f- megabit up. Okay. Oh, it's only four? It's, uh, that's it's what it's I've got. It's 60 by five here. And, and, and it starts at 60. 
yeah, the minimum the minimum is sixty here, and they I think Charter will only or Spectrum will only offer a sixty and a hundred kind of like as an option, right? Yeah. Um, but I was in an interesting spot because Insight, the company that existed in this area before Time Warner bought them, actually invested in infrastructure. What I know that's why they went bankrupt. That's why they went bankrupt. Exactly, that's true, and got bought. Um, but like only Northern Kentucky supports three hundred megabits, right? As far as I know. Yeah, and then, like, the Cincinnati area never had it enabled from Time yeah. Warner at all. Yeah, you're in, like, the one sliver of the one market of the country that ever got Time Warner Max, which was the, the 300 megabit yeah. product. Okay. Yeah. So I'm still going to get it. I, I don't need 300 megabit internet at home. But at this point, like, I'm just going to get it so they don't take it away from me. It's Ho- like Hopefully. It's like they're going to come to take my guns. <laughs> they're also going to come to take my fast internet. Your megabits. And and both except, of these, except instead of coming down, coming to take it, it'll be a guy at a computer, and he'll click, like click, click, enter. Three hundred equals one hundred. Everybody got downgraded. <laughs> like, no, there's nothing you can do about it. Um, all right. So that's, just think if you walk into a room that is a megabit. Damn it, megabit, megabit free space. <laughs> That'd be awful. Yeah, I don't want to do it. Hmm. Sorry, uh, Josh. Jo- I, the, the pause, it killed it all. It did, it's fine. Killed it. But now you can redeem yourself by telling us about your pick of the week. I forgot. It's an Moving Onkyo on. receiver. It's a movie theater receiver? What? It's an Onkyo receiver. I think this is the same Onkyo. receiver I have. Don't you pick receivers like every six months, Josh? Pretty you, much. You but I wish I could afford to pick receivers every six months. No, this one, uh, they just had a big price drop by like 130 bucks. So you can get it now for three ninety nine. Uh, you don't even have to have the extra ninety nine cents on that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nice. So it's three ninety nine, not three ninety nine ninety nine. It's a big deal. Prime shipping if you got it, and uh, it's eligible 4K. for six month financing with your Amazon dot com store card. Yeah. Now some I, good things. Did you look, uh, Sebastian? What's that site that you recommend? There's a site called Accessories for Less, and it's Accessories the number four less, which sounds sketchy, but it's it's actually the official web store of like refurbished products from Onkyo, Yamaha, Marantz, Denon, Um, and you can find this receiver and others on there if you're okay with a refurb that comes with a one-year warranty through the manufacturer. Usually have like some scratches or dings, but work just fine. This is a great price for a new one. Yeah, the um, refurb is only $50 cheaper right now on ooh. that site. Mm. Yeah. And and this, I will point out that this has the AK4458 DAC, which my uh, Pioneer Elite receiver has. And this, it sounds fantastic, and it handles every single audio format imaginable. And oh. this supports all the newest, um, I believe this, is this uh, Atmos? Josh? Atmos and DTSX just uh, recently uh, implemented, I think in August. Excellent. Yeah, because a lot of these came out before DTSX was apparently done, and so they had a firmware update to incorporate it, but they're Correct. all running it now. But all right, let's look, look at the back of that thing. Go back up and grab the back the picture from the back. Second one down. There you go. Look at all those outputs. You always, I, always I love, I love the back these of photos. Yeah. Not only all the outputs, but it has all the, the more premium uh, speaker terminals as well. You don't have any of those, like, pin, like the spring right. clip style. You get the banana clip here. Yeah, well, they actually banana. Screw, screw down ones, right? 
Yeah, you can use bananas too. I recommend bananas because it's a lot easier back there. But yeah, yeah, you can just yeah, pop them in. You know what you I'm got saying? Seven HDMI. Now, yeah. how stupid would it be for me to buy a seven dot one receiver when I have or seven dot two receiver when I have a left and a right channel? I mean, pretty stupid. Okay, just you can buy just a couple of inexpensive speakers <laughs> and point them at the ceiling and have a dat- Atmos compliant. Set up. But the thing is, at that price, it's not that much more than like just a two-channel receiver. That's a good one. It's like, true. You can't even find and this it. gives you the uh, much desired for upgrade path. Yeah. Plus, now that being plus, said, because they won't change a video standard. I was gonna say all the HDMI standards will be different in a year, so it won't matter. But you know, I mean, I hey, like this pick. Hey, I, it's got uh, dual subwoofer out, uh, outputs, and ooh. it has. Uh, you know what? It's it's zone two. Yeah, multi-zone. This is nice, and even if you're only using it with two speakers, Ken. I mean, you can put four hundred bucks for an integrated amp that's really high quality with a DAC is going to be more than four hundred bucks. Hmm. Very cool. Uh, who's up next? I think I got Alan's. Yours next. Is this yours? Yep. Okay. What do you got? So this stuff works on phones, laptop touchscreens, and glasses. Okay. It's basically wax. Fills in scratches. No, it's not meant for that. It's not like meant for like car How does it feel wax. in your palm? It's uh, it's meant to make the surface uh, slicker and less uh, fingerprint like prone. <laughs> yes, Josh. Yes. Josh is laughing at the word slicker now. So continue. Yes, on. of course he is. No, that's all it does. It's just it's uh, you know, if it, it's. So why do you want this on your phone? It'll just. <laughs> it'll just help it slide around easier. I did that for Josh. What? <laughs> oh, it works on Game Boys. It says in the description. <laughs> wait, wait, the Game Boy has a plastic screen. Will this work on? A and if you're in a real screen? pinch, it's a nice uh, one-inch diameter tube that's about uh, <laughs> four inches is all you need. <laughs> Josh is just done. You know, just switch to Josh. It's not the size of the <laughs> Everybody, adjust the red channel on your computer displays right now. Off of Josh's forehead. <clears throat> you okay there, Josh? You gonna make it? <laughs> so, Alan, you uh, like this wax? You know, I don't pick these things just for sexual innuendo. I, I believe, wait, wait, what country does this wax come from? I don't. It's Carnuba. This is like a. Is it like a South American country or? Go ahead, finish your joke. No. Nope. Oh. Smitty's glass wax. Great yeah, for glasses. Baby. Great for all types of glasses and electronics. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I got it primarily because I started wearing glasses again. But, you know. Don't. And it's handy for that. It makes it so that, like, you know, just like dry skin and stuff it, doesn't stick to the it glass. Handy, it just, like, slides off. Alan? Do you see the slogan on this? Don't call the world dirty just because you didn't clean your glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell came up with that? <laughs> Do you see the logo? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Smitty, I mean, it's, it's old. Came up with it. It's old stuff. It's like, it's like a hey, Boudreaux's butt paste. don't be the world dirty. Just clean off your glasses. Did okay? you seriously <laughs> just say Boudreaux's butt paste? Yeah. What is that? You don't know what Boudreaux's butt paste is? <laughs> no, I don't. Go ahead, Josh. No. <laughs> it's a real product. Yeah. I believe him. I just don't know what it is. <laughs> I own it. Oh wait, I know what that is. It's a diaper rash. Diaper diaper yeah, that's rash that's man. for that's for babies. Or whatever. Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> Why you gotta be a baby to get diaper rash? Yeah. Sometimes uh, we, does, does this work on uh, it helps like, with chafing? Uh, 
right, so under, under my eyes? Will it work on like eye bags? Um, I don't know if it has menthol on it. I'm going to say no. You, know, you can use preparation H for that in a body. I like that you I have, have a diagram that. of how it fits in your hand. Oh, boy. No, Wait. It's, it's a sign. <laughs> uh, you, guys are the worst. you guys are the worst people. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Uh, Biohazard wanted to know if that grease was for your nubs. Your nubbins. My nubbins. Do you ever put wax on your nubbins? No. I don't oh, no. need to wax my nubbins. They're going to get... It defeats the They're going to get rough. Then they would yeah. slide all over the table real easily. Yeah. guy? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> All right, can I can um, I talk to Sebastian now, please? Sebastian, what is your pick here? Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> what was my pick? Uh, you lost uh, it. I'm looking at the Nintendo store, I think. Okay, all right, all right. So I don't know if you. I, I'm gonna get on my soapbox for a second here. All right. Nintendo uh, sells <laughs> video game consoles. How slippery is your soapbox? Nintendo doesn't actually sell any video game consoles anymore. Correct. For some reason, something went terribly wrong, and Nintendo has absolutely no game consoles, portable or or traditional, for sale in the retail channel. So stop until making Switch them because no out. one was buying them. Yeah, and there are rumors that they recalled the Wii U, and there's no word on why the 3DS XL, even the new version of it's gone. But you can't go into you can't go to any of the major websites and buy it. Go to Nintendo's site and click buy now. It redirects you to Target, Toys R Us, GameStop, etc. And all of them say unavailable. So I wanted to get one of the new 3DS XLs. And I armed with my you know prepaid gift cards from Christmas. I was like, I'm going to go to Target and buy one of these things. And of course, I discovered you can't anywhere. Nintendo, if you go to Nintendo.com, and I linked it, and it'll be in the show notes. If you scroll way down, there's some fine text at the bottom of the screen and click on their store. And then if you find the refurbished link, mm-hmm. you then have access to all of their current offerings that are uh, like Nintendo refurbished. And they ship from their headquarters in Redmond, Washington. And so I bought one of the 3DS XLs, the new ones, as a refurb. And I'm like, that's eh, $170. That's only $30 off. And of course, you can't buy a new one for less than like three hundred dollars from third-party sellers now yeah now though that this, inventory seems to be gone yeah so this thing comes and it's it literally is like a brand new like white box unit they this, sell refurbished uh, wii games yeah refurbished yeah. software seems a bit weird to me huh? that sounds like I, you know what games. it is it's it's the pack-in games from the consoles they unbox i don't think galaxy 2 was ever a pack-in mm, maybe it's like part of like a uh Black I mean, Friday well, kind of a thing. Maybe. Weird. But I, I think these are actually new. I found no evidence this was refurbished in any way. It's brand new. So I recommend if you had any interest in any of their stuff. Like I was a holdout for the Wii U. I never wanted to buy one at $400. Good call. Now you can buy it at $200. 215 with Super Mario 3D World and Nintendo Land. Yeah. So... Check it out if you have any interest in buying cool. a system or if your kid broke theirs and you can't find another one in the store anywhere. Stupid get them from Nintendo refurbished and you'll be happy you did. All right, we have one more surprise pick from Alex. What do you got here, bud? So, yeah, this is a Mini Metro. Um, since you guys suckered me back into Steam again. 
I, I, I didn't like install it on your computer. Yeah, but it seemed to be a requirement. Right, so peer peer pressure is strong. It is. Yeah, I mean it, it's you know it's PC hardware. I should at least have Steam enabled or at least right. look around on it. Right. Right. Um, so anyway, this is Mini Metro. I came across this. It was one of the top twenty sellers, I think, for Linux. Okay. Um, which is how I found it. Uh, it is a very, very, very minimalistic game. Um, apparently, the origin story is they made this in a game jam over a weekend. Huh. Um, and the problem was they could never complete their project on time because they had all they got bogged down in details. Um, so they stripped the game down to its bare minimum. Um, literally, you're building a subway system, and you have to get people from here to there. Um, it's available for Mac, Windows, Linux. Uh, Apple, uh, Android, it's like ten bucks. It's um, five bucks on iOS. It's five bucks for iOS. Yeah, even better. I think I got it on Steam for eight bucks. It was on sale. Huh. Um, super addictive. I've got my wife sucked into it. Um, <laughs> it's a cool puzzle game. It's a really cool puzzle game. I swear, I've burned at least twenty hours on it this week. Wow. It's it sucks you in. It, it, it's it's really simple. It's like oh, that's a nice little toy, and then you're throwing your phone across the room an hour later. If nice. only they had defense grid for a phone. Oh, very nice. Very cool. I, I, yeah. Not that I'm looking for things to, to spend a lot of extra time on, but... If only they had defense grid on the dang Vive by now. Well, it, one thing, it, it, it's it's a short game. Oh, okay. I mean, I mean, you can sit down, and it's a very casual game. I think if you get sucked into it and you run it to the end, it can, a game can run you 20 minutes, half an hour. Right. Um, but, like, sitting down at an appointment, five minutes, sure. Yeah. Uh, well, that will do it then for this episode of the PC Perspective PC Perspective Podcast. Um, if you want to find back episodes, if you want to um, find the show notes, links, all the stories we've talked about on today's show, go to pcpro.com/podcast. Uh, you'll find all the episodes there, the RSS links, the video links, um, all that type of stuff will be there. Actually, I'll just go ahead and. Click through there. This is last week's episode. Don't be confused. Um, and, uh, you know, lots of ways to watch or, or listen to the to the episode if you're looking for more convenient matters to do so. Uh, we are available on the Google Play. Is that a Google Play podcast store? Is that a thing? Am I saying that right, Ken? I have no idea. Google Music podcast store? That's what it is. You can subscribe to it through that on your Android phone or anything like that. Um, again, thanks to all the people who are Patreon supporters at patreon.com slash PC per um, am I forgetting anything? No? Uh, mm. Triple screen laptop dot blogspot dot com. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Triple. Is it all spelled out like that? It's all it's all spelled out. All right. Let me let me do a quick visit real quick here. So it's triple. Where's my? Uh-oh. Is it, I don't, is it triple display or triple screen? I think it's triple screen. We don't even know the name of our triple screen. It's for all of your triple screen laptop needs you need, it's like, you need to tell me what it is real fast otherwise i'm not gonna have it I'm it's triple gonna. screen laptop dot blogspot.com <laughs> this is really where we're gonna make all of our money going forward I i'm think. surprised i don't have any comments yet on any of these posts uh i think that'll change now probably right i mean i used an image on one of them <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh there it is yeah uh, that was formatting. The, I mean, this look, is, it was a, it's not like I put it together in five minutes. There are anything. three posts. There's a welcome. There's the triple screen that, yeah. laptop. <laughs> and then there's the triple posts. screen laptop being 
stolen from us so early in its life. Oh. It's just, it's really sad. You know, I haven't updated it since uh, you know since it was ten, stolen since five minutes after I started the site. But <laughs> uh, that's the future of uh, that's the future of of uh, journalism, right there, guys. Um, all right, let's uh, say goodbye for real this time. I'm Ryan Schrout. I'm Josh Walrus. No, wait, wait. no, no. <laughs> ah. Switch to every screen except for Josh. I remapped everything and I screwed up. I'm sorry. Let's try that again. <laughs> I'm Ryan Schrock. Oh, no. Me, 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 me. <laughs> you, 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 you. I'm Josh Walrus. I'm Sebastian Peak. I'm Alan Valentano. And then I guess we'll count Alex because, you know, he's... That's Alex. That's Ken. If you enjoyed this content, consider supporting in-depth technical content by contributing at patreon.com slash PC per.